In this episode of The Blaze Talks, we sit down with two entrepreneurs that started their own joint venture that calls Downtown Fresno their home base. We talk with Jalen Abney, owner of J-Lab Basketball, and Sharon, owner of Diamond Fitness, as they talk about their newly formed local business that offers basketball training, weight training, and athlete training. This is a good way to hear how to help your child develop to be the player you always wanted to be. So make sure to support your local business by listening and sharing this podcast. My first question for the both of you is, how did you both get started? Well, Sharon actually approached me uh, through a mutual client that she had. Um, she, she heard about me, like basketball training. She also, she's very enamored in the basketball world. So, you know, she heard my name. Um, at the very same time, I was starting to pick up my own personal training. I didn't really have anywhere to call home, you know, like a gym that I could go to on a consistent basis. So like I had people in my DMs and my texts saying like, yo, when can we get working? When can we, you know, work out, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe Sunday, like two weeks from now. Like, you know, I just didn't have like, you know, a gym to work out of. So she approached me, we met into like a Starbucks and she basically said, yo, I run, you know, my personal training and I'm looking to branch out into other sports. And she wanted me to spearhead basketball. And, you know, it meant a lot to me because she was the first person to, you know, reach out and, you know, try and start something with me. So, you know, I'm really big on loyalty. I know Sharon's real big on loyalty too. So ever since then, man, we've just been tripling. So how's it been working out with someone like uh, Jalen along the way with your fitness? Well, it's been great. Um, I coached at Memorial for about three years. So working with like a whole bunch of D1 basketball players and just having the opportunity of coaching basketball has been great. Um, I have a lot of people that had reached out to me asking if I can do some side training and basketball. And for my thing was, I'm not fully basketball. I'm like fitness, I can help you get fit mm -hmm. in the f and get better in basketball, but I needed someone on my side that can actually, you know, take the hands off of like actually working with the kids to get better on their development of basketball. Right. And I got, you know, I found Jalen and I had told him, hey, like, I reached out to him. I was like, I've heard nothing but great things about you and I, I want to work with you. You know, what do you, what do you think you got? So yeah, we, we met up at a Starbucks and I, you know, give him the opportunity of this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to grow the basketball side since that's like number one thing that's going on in Fresno. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Well, where do you want to get started? And our problem right there was we didn't have a spot. Oh, so that's, that's a hurdle that every kind of business owner goes through, right? Um, so for you guys, uh, how was how that challenge? Um, has it been something that you guys been working together with or maybe one of you guys have been taking the lead to try to find the, the spot? Yo, it's, it's an ongoing challenge right here in the Valley. I don't know what it is about Fresno, it's not easy to get into a gym. You gotta know somebody that knows somebody that owe you a favor, like, or, or be a high school head coach or, or be good friends with one. And other than that, you're outside. Mm -hmm. And you know, you look outside right now, you're not playing outside right now. So right. Like, it's, it's, it's just like, if you're a hooper in, in Fresno, you know it's not easy to find a gym. You, you're lucky if you could book one, you know, like a week out. So, you know, we have this kind of vision, like why is there nowhere to hoop in Fresno, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, we have this, you know, this big vision, like what we see years into the future, you know, you go up north, you go down south, they got these facilities like the Hardwood Palace, like ODP, like the big, you know, eight 
basketball like courts facilities, and we don't got nothing like that in Fresno. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. It's like oh, we got lots of hoopers in the valley. Yeah. You know, mad high schools that, that take basketball very seriously. Why is there nowhere to play? You know, so so we kind of just sat down and like, all right, we'll do it. You know, like you got like like athletic performance, for example, like they do like baseball, soccer, track. But they don't got like a basketball court, so we want to be that athletic performance for basketball. It just doesn't exist. Right. So we decided we're gonna make it exist. And and you uh, personally, you've been through the ring through uh, high school basketball right. and all yeah. that. Absolutely. And um, so you know, front hand that you know you didn't probably have the the, the uh, outlet for right. uh, a, a trainer or you know someone to put you in the gym right. to get shots up. You depended on your high school coach or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, so tell me like. Just as an athlete, you know, how hard is that to really maintain uh, that kind of regimen to be able to get in the gym and also do the extra shots, yeah, you know? You know, I got lucky, you know, because I had my dad, you know, so he was deeply, deeply rooted in the, in the basketball world. You know, he hooked me up with guys like, you know, Colin Slater and Mike Hill when I was younger, you know, so, like, I had the, I had the privilege to know, you know, to be plugged in and work out with these trainers, but it's just not common, you know, like, unless your dad knows somebody, like, you, like your family could just not come from a basketball background, but you get that bug yeah. and you want to hoop, you kind of out of luck unless mm-hmm. you meet the right people. You know, when I feel like if you were in any other city, it would be there for you. It would be avenues for you to go hoop, to go find somewhere to play, to join a team, you know, to find trainers that want to work you out. Like that's really just what I want to bring to the city is that availability for the kids that want it. Well, well also the kids, like talking about the kids, like seeing that they want it as well, uh-huh. it probably pushes you guys to really go out of your way to make it happen, you know? 100%. And and I mean, even if the, it is a challenge, I think for you guys, it's almost like a benefit, right. you know? To right. be able to give back to the to the next generation. Yeah. And working with, you know, J-Lab, uh, with the fitness, with the kids, how does that go along uh, together? Like, how, how do you how do you uh, put the workouts uh, to, to go along with his kind of uh, workout in the, in the gym? So basically, basically the workouts that we do for our basketball athletes, because most of the athletes we do have are all basketball. For the ones that, that play other sports, we still work with them and we do all sports. Right. But the top athletes that we have is basketball. And what we do is we do the workouts that help them better on the court when they grab the basketball, you know, balance, um, you know, explosiveness, grabbing the rebound, you have to jump up, get the ball. And so what I do is I put a workout plan together during the week and I have the kids and the high school kids doing the workouts they can go do with J-Lab. And so they can understand why we do these workouts and why you need to get better. And so they can take it off to their games and their coaches to learn how to do it. And and now that you're you're working with the youth and stuff like that, have you been seeing uh, maybe a little bit more uh, reluctancy for these parents to bring them to you to work with these, with, with, with like trainers? You know, because like when I was growing up, it was unheard of, like you were talking about. Yeah. I think it, it didn't start until you started getting older, and then you know, trainers and stuff like that started becoming almost more important than the coach. Definitely. You know, so uh, do you see a lot more of the youth kind of coming uh, around to to doing the fitness and being able to keep up with the fitness as well? Yeah, we we actually what what we do is like a lot of coaches don't do that, but we learn from Colin Slater is you have to show up for your athletes. Mm-hmm. So if they come to you for training and your help, you need to show up to their games. Right. So we show up to their games and kind of see like everything they learned from us, getting better. We get text messages from parents like, look, what we learned with you and J-Lab, we're taking it to the basketball courts. 
and people are actually seeing what we're doing and making a difference mm -hmm. from ha having scoring like five points in a game to 10 points. People p watch, people pay attention. And so we're getting a lot of people messaging us saying, hey, this client sent us to you, mm -hmm. this client sent us to you, we're trying to do the same thing, you know? And so we're getting all levels from like level one all the way to level 10 still wanting to learn and get better every that, day. That's amazing. I mean, to be able to help even the worst player to become a little bit better goes a long way. And even the, the best player to even learn 3% or 1% helps them out a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I just say, like, for me, I mean, I wish I was able to be able to have that fitness, like, in the beginning, like, when I was, like, 7th, 8th grade, you know, uh, being able to move my feet, move mm -hmm. my, like, like you were saying, the agility and the endurance and stuff like that. Um, that was something that I wish I had. And so when I look at your guys' videos, I'm like, damn, I wish I was able to do that. So do you guys only do youth or do you guys do adults, college, you know, high school? Yeah, so we go we go from you know, really young kids, you know, to basic fundamentals all the way up to college and pros. You know, I still have my city guys in there. You know, my Fresno City guys come in late at night. We'll get work in, you know, all the way up to 10 o'clock at night, you know, after all the clients come through. So yeah, we, we work with everybody, you know, cause I'm still learning myself, you yeah. know? So like every every workout I do, every um, system I plan, you know, I, I keep it and I put it in a file, you know, I'll study it. You know, I'm like, I'm student of the game, you know, I'm blessed to just be surrounded by basketball since I came out the womb, yeah. like, you know, so it's really all I know. You know, I look up to some guys, I know Sharon mentioned Colin Slater, like, like that's a wizard to me. You know, mm -hmm. I want to be a wizard, you know, so like, I'm sitting here studying, you know, that doesn't work. Oh, I didn't like that. Oh, she responded well to this, you know, and I'm building my game as I'm training these kids. Right. You know, so. and, and it also takes you learning as well because, I mean, you, you can't really be a teacher right, without right. without learning, right? It's, it's funny you mention that. I, I'll always remember, like, a core memory. I was struggling in math in sixth grade, and my dad was, like, mad at me. He was like, yo, like, why are you leaving the classroom without understanding this? I was like, yo, she taught it. I just didn't get it. She was like, no, then she didn't teach it. She was like, you don't leave the classroom until she breaks it down into itty bitty bitty pieces until you get the basic fundamentals. And she was like, he was like, it's her job. Like she has to be able to do that. And you know, when I started coaching, that really stuck with me. Like if I can't break it down into its most smallest particle parts and explain those, then I don't know it myself. Right. You know, so if I want to teach something, I like to make sure that I can dumb it down to where anybody can get it. Now does that translate to the fitness as well? Like uh, you, you try to make it so that they know the technique is the right way that they're uh, working a certain muscle or a certain muscle group. You're trying to aim it so that they know exactly, maybe you're not there a day for a workout or whatnot and they're trying to work out themselves, how to do it, how to make sure that they're doing it properly and uh, using the right techniques. Well, for me, I, you know, we don't just offer like athlete training. We offer weight loss, muscle gain, or people just hitting me up asking, hey, I don't know how to work out GB3. Can you go with me to GB3? And so for me, it's like form. Mm -hmm. If your form's not right, you're gonna hurt yourself. Same in basketball. If you're not getting low enough, you're gonna hurt your lower back, right? So trying to fix the kids' forms or adults' forms is like a, always a thing. For me, when you come in, you're not just coming to get your results. You're coming to actually learn because I don't want you, I don't want you to stay with me for like five, six years. I yeah. mean, you can, we will be there for you, but just to wanna learn, right. you know, our goal is to bring you in, teach you what to do so you can take off and go learn on your own. Also, we also do like nutrition plans. Wow. So I do nutrition plans for a couple of my athletes, what they should eat, what they shouldn't eat. And same thing, like they should get it from us and then take it off with them, you know? Right. 
So that that's a whole a whole program you guys got going there. Yeah. Like it's it's a whole uh, basically morning to, to, to sleep kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's not even like a it's not even like a, it's a lifestyle more more than anything, right? Definitely. You would you would say you would want someone that could uh, come in there and and try to be themselves, but also try to work for the results, right? Right. Um, so how hard is it to try to push people to try to get those results that you want out of these, uh, kids or? Yeah. It's funny because I don't I don't really know how hard I can't speak for Shan on like the fitness level, but pretty much every kid that comes to the basketball like they're excited like they you know, and you know I'm I'm the oldest of five brothers myself, so like I'm I'm pretty connected to the youth. You know I, I'm a, like a lot of people describe me as a big kid, so I have a way with kids. You know and, and a lot of it is just keeping it stimulating and making it making it fun. Mm -hmm. You know so like if the kid wants to be there, you know they're gonna put the time in. Like if you sit there and your and your parent wants it more than the kid. You see those kids, they start walking off into the corner, you know, losing their attention. Yeah. But not a lot of the kids, you know, that come through, like, they really are happy to be there. You know, I try and keep it interesting at the same time of teaching the fundamentals and, and why you need this. You know, um, when I teach, I'm not really just making, you know, and one hoopers. You know, I, I work with a lot of high schoolers. For any basketball team you play for, whether it's high school, middle school, college, you're going to play in a system. You're going to play in um, a system that the coach wants you to play and you got to be a tool for that coach so i'm not really just giving you you know instagram reels like mm -hmm. i'm trying to teach on how to work with a five on five setting you know how to work with a team against a team defense how to split gaps how to find open looks how to create your angles you know it's 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 beautiful because this game just gets so much deeper and deeper and yeah. there's always a game within the game yeah you know that's what i want to master that's what's exciting about Probably working with the youth too is just you have that excitement. You have you're always re willing to put the extra out for the for the student right, right. or the. Oh, it gets me out of bed in the morning. Absolutely, it gets me out of bed. So, uh, how about you with the fitness? Is it is it uh, something that you have to try to get these kids into, uh, or is it something that they're willing to put on their line, like ready to go? Well, it just depends. You know, there's some parents, there's some kids that come in and it's like, why do I have to do this? I just want to play basketball, mm -hmm. or why do I got to do this? I just want to play soccer. But some of the kids don't understand that back back in the day, around our, our age, we didn't have that extra training. Mm -hmm. We just had go to basketball practice, go home, that's it, right? Nowadays, that's like mandatory. You have to get that extra training in mm -hmm. to become the best player because, you know, out here, they don't just choose anybody to go out and play for college or, high, you know, high school. There's people asking for, like, I got... As coaching at Memorial, I had like people from Clovis West trying to reach out to a couple of our athletes, like come play for me, like you know. So you have to be the best, best. Mm -hmm. If you're getting like high school and you got colleges reaching out to you, and you're just kind of like, what, what am I doing, you know? Right. And so for me, it's just kind of like I have half that come in that's like, oh, I'm ready to get this workout in. Like, what do you got for me, coach? Mm -hmm. And there's other ones that are just kind of like, ah, oh, like. Looking at my phone mm -hmm. on every water break or, you know, so, you know, making like the workout more fun. And, you know, sometimes you can't make the workout fun. It's yeah. just not fun. Yeah. You have to learn and get better. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the hard part about it. But, you know, just talking to them, building a relationship with your athletes is kind of like way different than actually just going in and training your athletes. Right. And so for us, it's a little different. We actually like sit there and ask the kids like how's their day going or how their games was where they're building a relationship. They're coming all the way up to us to give us a hug and let them know, wow. let us know like this is what happened today in basketball or this is what happened at school mm -hmm. or I told people about you. And so like hearing that it just makes you 
want to get up and like go and train them even if they don't want to be there right and for my adults um with my adults it's a little harder you know i have like a weight loss like i got people hitting me up like i don't want to do this but i need to do this so i can you know run around with my kids when mm -hmm. i when i get a little older i don't want to die at a younger age because i let my health go yeah. and so for that it's a little different you know it's like breaking down having a meal plan adults don't understand like hey like as older we get our body gets more weaker mm -hmm. so you got to do everything you can to keep your body strong right and so it's the nutrition so nutrition is very important and that's the hardest part is about getting everybody to eat right people can work out that's yeah. not a problem but the nutrition part is staying consistent okay i got like a client for example that lost 10 pounds in two weeks and the other two weeks I weighed her in, she like, gained that 10 pounds back because she got so happy and she decided to like, hey, I'm going to go and eat, you know, five, five guys, I'm going to go to Panda. And, you know, for those kind of clients, like, they got to understand, it took you a long time to lose that weight mm -hmm. and you had to hit me up and sign up with a trainer for you to lose that weight because you couldn't do it yourself. And so why would you go and like, you know, make a mis little tiny mistake or take your cheat meal like overdue where yeah. you're like having cheat meals for four days in a row and so i think working with adults is harder than working with kids oh and and i work with three-year-olds wow. so I, we train three-year-olds and all the way up mm -hmm. and working with the little kids is way easier than working with adults and i bet uh you know just thinking about fresno how it is you know how every corner has a, has a mcdonald's or a starbucks or whatnot you know so it must be hard to kind of keep with that meal plan you know and i'm not trying to make an excuse but i'm just saying in fresno there's there, there's a stigma on that food aspect you know and i feel like that's why i asked you how how is it you know I mean, to get these people into working out because i know for me like i'm i'm, I'm on my journey right now i've been working out for about a year now and i only do three day three days a week but like you said the nutritional part yeah. that's the hard part you know for me is I work a 40-hour week, and then it's hard to find the time to, you know, cut up what I need to cut up. or So it's easier just to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I, and I can kind of understand, but at the same time, I think um, for an adult, like you're saying, you need that help to, to uh, take care of your family, take care of whatever whatever else they, they need to take care of. And uh, I just think, you know, Fresno is just a, just a whole, a, a bad pot filled with greasy food and you know, in and out, and you know, it's just everywhere. So, um, when when you do these nutritional plans, do you do them for kids as well? Like, do you have nutritional plans for the younger uh, adults as well? Yeah. So I start at like you know, it's hard to get you know a 13 year old to get on a meal plan when like the brother and sister is eating fries and burgers and they got to eat a salad, right? Mm -hmm. So my thing is like, okay, well, you you got to start slow. So if you're if you're going to in and out and you're getting a soda, fries, and a burger, well, take the fries out. Right. Have the burger, have the soda, right? Or you know, switch it around, or try to eat lettuce with it. Or you know, a lot of kids don't want to eat their vegetables at a younger age, but they gotta understand that those vegetables are gonna help them develop more skills on the court, or you know, just getting better as as a result. So I do do meal plans for you know younger ages. I wouldn't. I would start at the age of 12 and go go up from there mm -hmm. younger than that it's just you know parents gotta put it whatever you serve your kids on the table you gotta kind of like know okay 
maybe my daughter or son's gaining too much weight. I need to cut this down. Mm -hmm. And that's something a parent should already know right. as like, you know, having their kids and what they're feeding them. But at the age of 12 and on, that's when sports really hit, yeah. right? So you can be 12 years old and you can be the best basketball player, but like, how's your nutrition doing, mm -hmm. you know? You gotta have the right nutrition going into your body. So yeah, I do have about two clients that are 12 years old and they, they play basketball on a meal plan wow. right now. And they've been killing it. They got their little six pack coming in. They come in and they'll show us their little gains that they got going on on their arms. And it's helping them, you know, they can have mentality too, right? Oh, like yeah. the minds and to see the improvements, you know, I think that that's a big thing to see the improvement mm -hmm. and to feel the improvement. So for, for, for them, it, it's probably something that they probably wouldn't have ever thought that was possible. Right. You know what I mean? Well, sh well, my thing is like, hey, like I have a lot. So in my family, a lot of my family are overweight and my sister, she just graduated from high school. So, you know, for her, she she was diagnosed with being obese. And for her, it's like my parents, though. My parents came into this. And mm -hmm. the doctor told my parents they, they need to, like, fix her meal plan, right? And then you have my brother and me who are, like, 5'10", 6'2", super fit, play soccer, play basketball. And then you have my little sister, you know, where she came. She didn't want to play no sports mm -hmm. or nothing. But... Where you gotta go to the children's hospital and they gotta tell you like, here, this is Change. what you can't eat yeah. and what, you gotta take medicine. So the doctor had like, you don't want the doctor to tell you, you gotta take medicine and if you take this medicine and you go eat a burger, you're gonna gain more weight. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, if you gotta go to the doctors and a doctor gotta tell you you're overweight and you're and as a parent, you're not still doing what you need to do, you know, for your kids, that's, that's, an, that's an issue that, should be taken care of as like you know are, are you being a good parent yeah you know and like i understand like in life you know people want to barbecue people want to eat well and i tell people all the time like you can barbecue just don't eat that mac and cheese mm. or don't have that soda have a salad with you know your ribs or something right, right? right. And i think it's the way you talk to your kids the way you explain it and let them know like older you get at a certain age you get to the age of 14 you know, you're growing and you have like kids, kids are, you know, girls are starting off like, okay, I'm becoming a girl mm -hmm. with the guys like, okay, I'm growing in a different area. Like what's happening with my body kind of thing. You got to know how to like explain to your kids where your body's going to start changing and you're going to be gaining certain kind of weight and certain like for a female, right? You gain weight in the wrong areas mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, well, what do I do? You got to eat healthy. You just got to like keep going and like working out right. and that's just like life now like mm -hmm. fitness and health has been kind of basically taking over everything. our life after yeah. COVID happened that's, true. that's where like fitness and health came up a little bit more and mm -hmm. people are, more people are playing sports more people are getting better and healthier right. and I think just overall in life like there should be more workout stations or more meal plan restaurants than actual greasy food right. restaurants you or, know? or more parks right. too you know like I, that's one thing I, I noticed around our city is like our parks are so sporadic where you go to frisco or you go to la and you got a park that's within your neighborhood you know and right. you can walk to a, a restaurant and walk back to your house which is you know it's coming that way here yeah. but you know it's for a long time you, you would have to drive 15 minutes away to go to a park or something but you know, coming to J Lab now, coming back around for this, um, 
how about you with the results? Um, seeing her uh, working, you know, work with the kids, and then you working with uh, them on the on the court. Do you see those results that she's also putting in? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, we kind of bounce ideas off each other. You know, she watches my workouts, I watch her workouts, so she sees what I'm asking for. You know, in regards to explosion, in regards to agility in regards to footwork. So she's watching that, you know, and she tries to tailor it into, you know, her workouts. So it's definitely a partnership kind of thing where they'll start with her and they'll finish with me and the workouts will be exponential because we're, we're kind of hitting it on both fronts, and, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah, definitely see results, you know, like um, I work with a lot of high schoolers and it's just always nice to see in like a two week span, I'll show some new clients something and I'll be like, oh, wait, to the old clients, I'll be like, you just couldn't do this two weeks ago. Like, you couldn't do this just two weeks ago. And I'll kind of realize, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, right, and we're, we're moving. moving something. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're moving somewhere. So, you know, it's always validating, you know, because, you know, when you do something, you get people trust you. You know, when you're a trainer or a teacher or a coach, you know, it requires trust from the people that you're training. So mm -hmm. there's always that little, like, imposter syndrome that creep in your head, like, damn, damn do I really know what I'm talking about, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's always nice to be validated when you see actual results, mm -hmm. you know, in your clients. And that, that just gets me going even more, like, all right, we're moving in the right direction. Let's up it, right, you know? So, right. so yeah. when, you, when you do your workouts, do you have a certain amount of people that you have hands-on uh, during that workout session? So so we offer, we offer private sessions. Um, like smaller private sessions where if you want to bring two to three, you know, your brothers or just three people and then a group session where it's just, you drop in and I'll okay. cap it at like 10 to 12. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, regardless of what's on the, on what's on the agenda for the day, I might have three books, you know, personal sessions, a private session and then finish with a group session mm -hmm. and then I'll get my, my, uh, a Juco guys in there after. So right. yeah, we'll have, We'll have days where we'll be in the gym all day, wow, like, man. and you know I wouldn't be anywhere else. Now, now, how do you how do you separate the the different levels? Mm. How do you separate that uh, for for? I mean, you can't really put the two together, like right. someone that's less and someone that's more. Yeah. You know, so how do you how do you kind of separate the the two? No, that's definitely something we came across. You know, as our clientele started expanding, you know, different levels of talent start to show themselves. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll bring you in for a free evaluation. Mm -hmm. I'll run you through ball handling, I'll run you through shooting, and I'll run you through you know um, like agility and see how your foot how your footwork works. And I'll place you where I think is according. I'll come talk to your parent because I'll have I'll have ten year olds that got to be running with my high schoolers, and I'll have high schoolers that are just a little behind, so they'll mm -hmm. go with the younger kids, you know, right. or we'll go alone. But at the end of the day, I try and put you in to a different to the right category, and you'll move up accordingly. Right. right? We're not rushing here. Right. So have you seen, uh, I, I just had a question, uh, a younger generation like coming up and stepping up to the older generation, mm -hmm. have you seen that? Absolutely, you know, there's always, you know, there's always those studs, you know, those kids that develop a little early coordination wise, you know, they just, they just got it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I, I truly believe that's in every kid. Yeah. You know, that's in every kid. Sometimes it just manifests early on. You know, a lot of kids are late bloomers. They don't realize or come to their full potential till later on, like in high school, and that goes back to what Sharon's talking about. Like, I didn't stretch. I didn't stretch. When I was a kid, I was made out of rubber. I didn't mm. have to stretch. You know, I was invincible. I yeah. didn't have to do no and like, rehab. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, kids are, kids are rubber. Like, mm -hmm. kids do not break. It's really hard for a kid to break a bone. Like, you really mm. got to fall dirty. Like, you know, that's just kind of how we evolved. Like, mm -hmm. our kids are really resilient. But that doesn't mean that you don't got to take care of yourself at, at that young age. And, you know, you see the kids nowadays, you know, like, like when I was in high school, like the gym wasn't cool. Yeah. Like you were almost a douche. Mm -hmm. Like if you went to go work out after school. Now it's part of that, like she said, after COVID, it's part of the culture now. Like the high schoolers, they think it's cool. Like the middle schoolers, like they think it's cool to be in shape. Mm -hmm. So I like that. You know, it's, it, we, I think we're going in the right direction with that. 
but it just you see the talent of you know younger generations in basketball they're doing crazy stuff you know right. i'll coach with the eybl and i'm coaching the 15 u and yo they're doing stuff that i couldn't do as a senior like yeah. oh my god like, finishing with the lab windmills oh you're talking like, athletically yes, yes just athletically insane oh wow and it's got to be the difference in you know how they're rehabbing how they're stretching you know like when when you realize you're talented and the people around you realize you're talented stuff starts coming towards you people be like oh come to my physical therapy oh come to my training it just starts coming to you yeah. but if these kids start doing it on their own you know that's like i said it's in every kid yes. it's in everyone and, and i think like you were saying earlier about you know you only want to train them for so long that way they can do it themselves so how how, how long do you think uh it would take for someone like a let's say Someone that's mid 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 age, you know, 15, 16, uh, barely starting fitness, barely starting basketball, but trying to get into the the game or trying to get into fitness. What would you say for that kid that hasn't had any coaching in fitness or in basketball? I'm gonna give you the both that question. So so I like to talk about like wisdom and I'll talk to my little brother, we'll have our deep talks, you know, he's nineteen, he's out in LA. So I'll be like, yo, like, like, pay attention to cliches. You know, a cliche has been around three times the amount of time you've been alive. And it's for a reason. You know, that's just wisdom and words that has been left on from like past generations. So you ask like, what would I tell a 15 year old that's just starting? I would tell them to trust the process. You know, you always see these, these Instagram memes about consistency and just, just get up and do it. And it's true, like it really is true. Like it's, it's no magic formula, like it's really just doing something every day you know that 10,000 hours 18 minutes mm-hmm. a day like that's real mm-hmm. and, you know and, and like you see it enough to where you just start ignoring it like it can't be that easy like, <laughs> you're trying, like it can't be that easy now, it really is yeah. you know if so when you when you start in this journey whatever journey it might be the first thing you got to get ready is your mindset and everything else will follow you know mm-hmm. you, you, the body follows the mind if you can convince yourself if you can trick if you can lie to yourself and just get yourself to do something for 20 minutes a day, you'll start to see the results. Mm-hmm. And then that bug will catch and you just go and go and go, right. you know? And how about you? What would you say to that 16-year-old that maybe haven't lifted weight, maybe, or maybe they have lifted weights, but maybe the wrong way or whatnot? What, what, how would you try to encourage them or try to make them advance in the, in the fitness realm? So for me, I already had a situation like this where I had a 16-year-old that came to me and said, I want to play basketball, right? Never played basketball in their life. Maybe here and there, shoot around with his friends. But hey, I want to get a scholarship for basketball. That's what he had said. And you know, 16 years old, you're a sophomore. So you're already in competition with like everybody else that is in the run to get a scholarship too, right? So for me, for that 16-year-old, what I had mentioned to him was, hey, how's your meal plan? Right, because he was a little, he's about 6'2", super tall kid, right? But he was a little big. And for me, at that 6'2", when college co- college coaches are looking at you, they're gonna ask him to lose weight, right? Yeah. So I told him, hey, how's your di- how's your diet? He said, my diet's not so good. Do I? He asked me, do I need my diet to change for me to become better in basketball? I said, 100%. Mm. We sat down, me, his dad, we sat down, we got him a meal plan, right? I told him, come back to me in four weeks with this meal plan. I weighed him in, checked his weight, checked where he was. Four weeks later, came back more lean. Already see like his core coming in and everything, right? So I saw this kid that came up to me 
And in four weeks, he got the results he wanted, right? I told him it comes with results and it takes time. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be able to get a, you, by the end of this year, you're not going to be able to get a scholarship. You might, you might get lucky, right. but with all, all this competition going around, you, you have to work. Yeah. And so his dad's giving me a call. He's waking up six in the morning, shooting around, mm. and asked to go get a membership at GB3. He's going to GB3 to work out. He comes to me, right? And he's supposed to be starting with J Live next week. And for him, it's just like, I want it now. Right. Like, I want it now, right? And so it's crazy because I have kids that been training with me for almost two years. And they haven't took that effort to be like, hey, what can I do outside of training with you to get better so I can get this scholarship or I can go to this school mm -hmm. and I, or my coach can actually put me as a starting five, right? So this kid calls me up on Friday and he said, hey, I got asked to play on the varsity team. Just because of his height. That's, that in basketball, yeah. they go with height. Yeah, if you don't do. got talent, the talent will come, mm -hmm. right? And so he's like, but here's the problem. And I was like, what's the problem? I don't even think I can shoot a three. And that's where Jay Lab comes in, right? To help him out, to get that challenge going. Yeah. And asking to play on a varsity team for Clovis West. That's, that's, a, that, that's a lot that, to ask. That's, that's a lot, yeah. and that's also big, right? Mm -hmm. And so for him, it's like, he ran track his whole life, but everybody was telling him, no, you need to play basketball. You got to get basketball in your hand. And so he's like, okay, let me see what the hype is about basketball. He played, you know, watch... He said he grew up watching LeBron, Kobe Bryant, and his thing was like, I want to be the best. Like, I want to be like them. I want to be like Bronny. How can I get like that? And so in four weeks, he changes his meal plan, right? And the other two weeks, he's been training with me twice a week, going to the gym, and he's also going to go see a therapist where like uh, physical therapy mm -hmm. to get his legs straight, straight out oh, wow. from track. He like, you know, hurt himself. And he's like, I want to be ready. Like, mm -hmm. I want to be 100% ready. I have kids that are juniors that have been training with me for two, weird, two years that don't even play varsity yet. Man. So they're not playing varsity, but that's where you see it as, like, there's kids that wanted more. Mm -hmm. Even though they just started their journey, they wanted more than the people that got used to you. And so for me, it's like the new kids that come in that – come up to you and they're messaging you. I got kids that message me and kids that message him that we were talking about is their parents are not even reaching out. They're mm. personally reaching out like, wow. I want to train with you. Wow. I want to get better. They're telling us your goals, not the parents. Those are the kids that, you know, even if they're just starting off, it's going to be over. Like, they're going to start off and they're going to stay consistent and they're going to get the results they want, mm -hmm. right? So those are the kids I do like to work with. It's like, the kids that just started off, they want to learn, though. Right. The kids that have been training with you for a long time, they get so comfortable and used to you guys, they're just kind of like, all right. They're numb to it. Yeah, yeah. there's another day, you mm -hmm. know. And I don't want people to get too comfortable with us. They can get comfortable enough where they build a relationship with their coaches, but not enough where, like, they come in and they're like, all right, we're doing this again. Mm. Or, like, why we got to keep doing this, right? Right. They're not understanding why we got to keep doing this. The grind. They don't you understand know? the grind. You go to basketball practice, right? For when I was, I was at Memorial, every 30 minutes, every single day for the first 30 minutes, we did the same thing mm. over and over and over. None of those girls ever said, why do we got to keep doing this? Right. Well, you got to learn how to make free throws. You got to learn how to make threes. You gotta do, you gotta pass. Mm. That's the top thing in basketball, yeah. right? So the kids that ask like, hey, 
we gotta do this again, or I'm not gonna come into training today until you fi figure out a new workout. Those are the kids that are never gonna grow and get nowhere in life right. where like, they, they want things handed to them. There's kids that actually work for it. And so for me, like this whole thing is like, the kids that want it, and like you gotta trust the process, and you gotta like actually be patient and stay consistent, mm -hmm. those are the kids that are gonna strive for their greatness right. and get somewhere far. Everybody else, they're gonna be on the floor like wishing that was them, but yeah. it's gonna be too late. And, and I and I ask that just because sometimes I notice, you know, uh, the late bloomers, a 16-year-old kid barely starting out basketball, four-year college, now in the pros. You know, sometimes you see the kids that start off at seven years old playing basketball don't make it to college, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I asked, is like, because it's like there's there has to be a start. And I like what you said, too, because it comes with the wisdom of, people before you, mm -hmm. people have that, that, that have done it, mm -hmm. and um, listening to that, and as well as, you know, having that hunger, which, I mean, you, you, it's unmatched when I think of somebody that really wants it and somebody that has just been doing it, yeah. you know? And um, and that was me, the guy that has been doing it, you know? That's why I asked, because I played basketball since I was in fourth grade, and I played until high school. Didn't go nowhere, but I see people that were like, 12, 13, 14 years old, and they barely had a ball in their hand, and man, they're already, they're still playing basketball, mm. you know, and that, that, this is a crazy thing to me when I think about, you know, the grind and everything like that, just, right. you know, and I, I'm not trying to go back and be like, oh, I did things wrong or whatever, but I just say it because there was never this kind of training for mm. me to be able to have my hands on, and, and I probably would have never called you and been like, you know, what do you, I want to work out with you guys. You know, that, that takes a lot, you know? Absolutely. Um, and so when you see something like that, and maybe a family that couldn't afford maybe the workouts, does that give you an incentive to try to bring them in and still work with them? Absolutely. You know, Sharon's really good about that. You know, like we work with anybody, you know, sometimes it is tough. Sometimes the dad has three, four daughters, and he don't want to just train for one. We'll absolutely work with that. You know, again, at the end of the day, it's about the kids. Like, um, you know, we got our facility downtown that we just started working out of, you know, so, you know, we don't really have to give up anything, mm -hmm. you know, to let people come through. So why would we, why would we stress about that? Yeah. You know, if we can, if we can get the kids in, you know, again, going back to our vision that we see 10 years down the line, like this is just one out of eight, one out of six facilities. Let's talk about the vision then real uh -huh. quick. Uh -huh. Let's talk about your guys' vision. Um, just tell, tell me what you guys got going again. Like you guys got the, your spot now. Mm -hmm. um, is it a gym slash, like, fitness? Like, uh, I don't know. So, so, yeah, so it, I just call it a facility because it's everything. Yeah, it's everything. So it's downtown. Uh, you know you know where that, off O Street, where that Bitwise High, yeah. where that colorful thing is right next to that. Okay. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like, it's humble. You know, it's humble. Like, the basketball courts are ready to go, and that's all we can ask for. Everything else, you know, we, we're building it up as we go. You know, we're getting turf put in. It's got an incline ramp. It's kind of like an old warehouse. Mm -hmm. So it's got, like, incline ramps made out of concrete. We're putting turf on that. We're going to have the sleds. We're going to have weight machines. You know, it's going to be, like, a small version of those facilities you see, but it's going to be basketball because right. it doesn't exist here in the city. Right. You know, so while I'll be doing my thing on the court, she'll be right off to the side working out with her clients. Wow. You know, we, we got extra space that we're still trying to figure out what to do. Do we want to put a lounge in? Do we want to put a fighter's corner, you know, mm. with some mats and some, yeah. and some yeah. puncher bags? and then rent it out to local fighting trainers, mm -hmm. you know, and just branch off from that. 
do we want to stay just basketball and fitness? Or do we want to touch all sports? Right. You know, once we get that turf in, now we can start getting the football guys, the, big, the soccer girls, mm -hmm. volleyball. You know, like we're just thinking big. Because again, I, I'm just so frustrated on why we don't have something yeah. like that. You know, you want to talk about putting Fresno on the mat, putting you know five five nine up. Like we gotta provide. Like we gotta have stuff to do here, especially you know? for the youth. Oh, yo, because it's, it's bad. Like you know, like we 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 wonder where you know. I talk to coaches around. I'm like, yo, where's the talent going? in basketball, like it's draining since the 2015s, mm -hmm. 2012s, there was draining, where's it going? And the reality of it is, is now when parents realize, oh, I got one, well, my kid might be talented, they move. Mm -hmm. They go up north, they go down south mm -hmm. to go pursue where basketball is. And you know, it's kind of like a reflection on Fresno. So like, mm -hmm. if we want to do better, like we got to provide like, oh, you kid good, bring them here, we'll get them better. You know, like versus our, like you see your kids starting to become talented and you try and get out. Like right. we don't want that, you know, we want value, we right. want value. So, so that's 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 kind of our vision, you know, is to is to be like I'm looking at empty empty um, movie theaters. Like I'm looking, I'm calling like, oh, how much? I can't touch it yet, right. but how much? Just right. so I got a number in my head, you know, mm -hmm. just because we just want to grow. You know, we got a lot of people supporting us. You know, like that's one good thing about Fresno is like they, they love you or they don't. You know, you take the love where you get it and you run with it. You know, so that's what we are. Well, let me ask you this now: um, How do you like being part of that downtown area? That's a that's a big move. I mean, uh, you could have went up north. You could have went somewhere else. Cool. You know? like, yeah. uh, but how do you like uh, working downtown? So for me, my vision was never to be downtown Fresno. I always wanted to go to Clovis, right? Mm -hmm. So 75% of our clients is Clovis. And, you know, the fact that they have to drive all the way to downtown Fresno, thinking, like, Fresno's not that big, but the traffic will be, you know, got you waiting in traffic for 15, 20 minutes, you leave at 12, 15, you don't even get there until like 12, 31, 12, 32, right? right? And so for me, it was like, it was a big move. For me, it was kind of like a humble thing. Like, I gotta humble myself and go downtown Fresno. There's already a lot of gyms downtown Fresno. A lot of people are trying to get stuff going in downtown. And I wanted to just, you know, grow where there's not much. Like you said, athletic performances in Old Town Clovis, they focus on football and soccer. Yeah. I wanted to go maybe towards that way and get the basketball part going, right? Mm -hmm. But for us, it was just kind of like, we need basketball courts. Mm -hmm. So we, we did start at a spot called uh, Impact Center, right? And they, they had one hoop, one little tiny basketball court. Um, Jervis Cool was the one that gave us an opportunity to you know start there and get it going. But for us, it was kind of hard. You know, the time slots were really thin for mm -hmm. us. Late, we didn't want our clients to come late at night. We're leaving the gym at 10.30 p.m. The kids just got out of practice. They got to yeah. finish their homework and stuff like that, mm -hmm. right? And so for us, it's kind of like, we need to grow. We need a bigger bigger courts. Where can we go? And so my uncle um, had reached out to me and he used to be teamed up with his, his friend of, his friend named Dale, who's also like a uncle to me, watched me grow up since I was like three, four years old. And they had eight basketball courts. Wow. So it's about two full courts, eight hoops all around, and already built in. He built it on his own. Wow. He owns a tile company, and he did it for his kids, right? They never wanted to do nothing with it as a business. They just let teams go in and out, or his team. And so all their kids are older now, graduated, and I got asked to go meet up with him. So we both went in over there. And, you know, we told them our vision was, hey, we already got the personal training going. We already got the clientele. We just don't know where to take them for the basketball part. And we also need a gym to grow and bring more people in because we were stuck at like 
five people at a time. Yeah. Now we got like 15, 16, but uh, we got to cap it out at like 12. That's amazing. Coming in. And so our thing was like, what can this downtown location be like as a vision, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are scared to go downtown Fresno with all the shooting or robbery right. that's happening because where we're located is not a decent spot. It's not a spot where parents can come late at night and like be okay, right? Or so, leave their kids there to, you know, be in front of themselves in a way, you know? Yeah, and that, that and our goal is to clean up that area mm-hmm. and basically make it like known, you know, we've been there for about a month and a half and we haven't experienced no, you know, no nothing. It's right. It's been great. Um, the neighbors are great. They know what's going on. They, they know what we're trying to do. And everybody's been, you know, involved with us and trying to help us out. So I think that downtown location is going to be different. It's going to bring a lot of more attention. We're we're about like three minutes away from Tioga Garden. Wow. Um, so right there uh, where our hop mm-hmm. happens, Five Fres, like everything, all the Fresno Street eats. That's so awesome. I think growing with everything that happens downtown Fresno is going to bring us a lot of different marketing and mm-hmm. you know business and teaming up with other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's been one of the greatest things about it so far. But but what, what something that gets to me right immediately when you say that is just the camaraderie too that you can get from these places. Yeah. You know, reach out with to some of the breweries, reach out to some of these places. Mm-hmm. You never know where it might could get you, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Or the or the or the just the conversation. Yeah. Um I think when you talk about fitness, basketball, sports, at all, it goes with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes with fashion. It goes with um, like the community. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, just no, a, it's I, just a I like that you mentioned that because you know we're downtown in that R-Hop area and in like that Fulton area, and I recognize that they're trying to heal it. Like they're trying to bring it back. They're trying to revitalize it. You know, R-Hop has got a lot of culture. So it's cool that we're right down the street to where we could try and provide that same culture too. Like we got mm-hmm. painters coming in the gym. Like I want it to be a spot. I want it to be almost like a boys and girls club. Yeah. You come and get shots up, you come and hang out, you know, get a smoothie or mm-hmm. something. Like, so So for us to have this opportunity to put into the culture of Fresno, you know, and speak for Fresno, what else could you want as a Fresno? And also be have your culture be a part of the downtown Absolutely. area. You put know? our fingerprints on it. Exactly, yeah. because I think fit, the fitness and basketball, or I mean sports, just in general, will Definitely. put it under one 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 thing. Is It's huge yeah. in Fresno, you know? You got, you got Grizzlies, you got mm-hmm. soccer clubs. You know, I wish we still had our, our heat wave or yeah, yeah. You know, our heat yeah. uh, still here, but we we, we have uh, football clubs too. You right. know, that are that are uh, a big part of this this uh, community. Yeah. So I think for you guys, you're gonna have a big imprint on that downtown area to bring people in and also to let them know like this is gonna be a changed area because so. we're, we're we're putting the work in. You know, right, yeah. um, so let the people know exactly what you guys have on uh, that you guys are offering. You know, you guys are offering times, if you guys are offering, I know you were talking about, you know, you work with a lot of people, but do you have anything set in stone price-wise or uh, just timing? Yeah. So, yeah, as far as time goes, we're actually putting together right now just because we're finally hitting that that limit to where we just can't get to everybody, which is a good problem to have, you know. Uh, we're starting to work on hiring more trainers underneath myself. Like, I got two people coming and shadow me tomorrow night. I want to make sure that they're right for the program, that like right for our vision. But um, you know, we're putting together, you know, like how barbers do it. You know, like the booksy mm-hmm. or like you know the appointments, and we'll go by hour slots. You know, because like I said earlier, we provide one-on-one, we provide small group, and we provide large group, and then we also split those into categories based on how talented you are, you know, okay. and age. So yeah, once we get that that you know list going right now, how we do it, 
is you look at our Instagram at JLab Basketball or at Diamond Fitness Family, you know, and we'll post our schedule on there, you know, but like I said, we're hitting that limit mm -hmm. to where we'll post like, hey, we're going at 8.30, and then the whole thing it just fill quick. up. Yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. thing will fill up and be like, oh, sorry, like, you can't come, you can't come, like, mm -hmm. my man will get to you. So, you know, again, good problems, you know, but we, we just got to figure out that overflow and start branching out. Like, right. it's good that we got to branch out, mm -hmm. you know, so that's how we're going to get to it. Um, right now, for a single private session, it's $50 for an hour. The smaller groups will go 35 and then to drop into the big group is 25. And then the little, little kids, I don't need 25, I'll go 15, okay. you know? But again, like we also work with you, like if, if it's not something you could do or you wanna, you know, buy a bundle and go for the month, like we were absolutely flexible. Right, mm -hmm. and how about you? How, what, what, what services do you offer? So I offer uh, personal training, one-on-one, -on -one, just based off your personal goals. Uh, I start with eight sessions, 400, so $50 a session. Um, and then I do, I used to do group training for adults, so right now our focus is, you know, getting JLab going. Mm -hmm. So I did take a little break from the group training. Uh, we'll be bringing that back in towards September, October um, for, you know, same thing. Athlete training we do is from the ages of um, 7 to 18, we charge eight sessions, 170. Uh, been super busy. Been stuck on that price for a while now. I did bring that price down about two years ago. I was at eight sessions, 200, and I had brought it down to 30 bucks cheaper. Mm -hmm. More clientele did sign up, but as like we grow and you know, prices are going up everywhere. House gas prices mm -hmm. going up, living costs, PG&E, mm -hmm. and for us, it's just kind of like this is what we do full time. So how? You know we're not we're not in it fully for the money we're in it to help people out mm -hmm. but at the same time everybody got to understand this is how we survive yeah this is how we eat this is how we grow this is how we get more equipment to get you guys going yeah and so prices starting in august for the athlete training my price will go up from eight sessions to 200 mm -hmm. and you know for everything else it'll just kind of go with the flow you know we're we have people hitting us up that come from that coming from Merced, wow. just wanting to train with us, wow. both of us. I got weight loss clients. I got clients from coming from Visalia to train with us. Mm -hmm. And when he, same with him, I got teams asking, hey, can he come and train the teams? So prices are gonna go start going a little bit up higher, just cause like we gotta do it. What are we worth? Yeah, kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? Are we worth twenty five dollars? And like I said, we work with parents. We work with people like that can only afford it. You know, we have mm -hmm. clients that have like three, four kids and they're like, hey, like $25 a kid is too much for us, you know, if we want to come to you twice a week. So we, we break it down and we'll just be like, okay, 30 bucks a day for all three kids or, yeah. you know, or something like. But the thing is, with those families that we have, all we ask them is to refer us over. Right. So they come in and they paying us 30 bucks for three, four kids, but they brought us five other people, you know? Right. And then, you know, as we do our service and keep going, that's how we grow, it's like getting referred over. It don't matter, you know, and we also do something where like, if you bring, refer someone over, you'll get $5 off. We had a we had a parent that brought us five people and she got a free session. Her Dang, daughter had got a free session. That's dope. And so just bringing people in. The word in, of mouth like that, huh? Just brings people in. Just bringing people mm -hmm. in. So we don't, we don't just like say, hey, okay, yeah, bring people in, you're not gonna get nothing in return. Mm -hmm. We do that $5 off, $5 off, yeah. Hey, I brought you six people, so we're, you know, yeah, you get a free session and right. then the next one's $15 kind right. of thing, right? That's, that's pretty so, cool. No, nah, it's, it's great, you know, like with her uncle giving us the opportunity to use the facility, you know, and, and build it up. Because like she said, like it's not so much about the money, you know, it, for me, 
I'm excited that I get a chance to build a legacy, mm-hmm. you know, for, for Fresno, for my name, for my family. You know, I already got my dad up there, but, you know, I kind of yeah. want to do it on my own. You know, I've never been one to be like, yo, what's up? My dad's this dude. You know, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Jalen, but my dad's this dude. You know, like, I don't, I don't move like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's exciting that I get to, you know, put my name out. You know, I want J-Lab to get big. And, you know, if we start humble, it's all the better for yeah. the story later on. You know, so, like, like, yeah, we're trying to build the facility up, but, like, we're not even taking out loans like that. Like, we're not even taking out loans. Like, we'll do it brick by brick, you know, mm-hmm. step by step. All we really need is the court. She already got her weights in there. Turf is coming in soon. So, like, we got everything we need, you know? Like, we're not, we not so much desperate, like, oh, you, you, you can't pay like that. You can't work with us. You know, right. we're not on that ego yet, you know? Like, we're trying to build something right now. Right. So, so if we can get that legacy going, like you said, that camaraderie, that camaraderie, can't say that word. Uh, the community, you know, building it up, like it'll grow, mm-hmm. it'll grow on its own, you know. So that's just how, that's just kind of how our game plan is unfolding, and it's working. So why fix it, right. you know? And, and uh, she said earlier that and I know that you guys were working with certain teams. Mm-hmm. Um, how how hard is it to get with a certain team and work with a certain team for a matter of time? Because you know that's like fifteen people on a team. Right. So do you bring them in five at a time, or how, how would nah, you work with them? I, I wouldn't say I have an issue working with the teams, you know, with the high schools I go work with. It's kind of my philosophy already. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not really making M1 hoopers that can, you know, do all these fancy tricks mm-hmm. without meaning, you know. Yeah, if you could do a, a triple in and out crossover spin fadeaway three, that's dope. But can you handle a double team in the full court? Mm. Can you handle? Can you break a press just mm. with your handles alone? Yeah. You know, can you see what's gonna happen three plays from now? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want to learn. I want to make basketball players. Right, right. You know, like I always tell my my JUCO guys because they'll be watching the reels and they'll be trying all this crazy stuff. But yo, there's hoopers and there's basketball players. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to be? Because yeah. yo, both are fun. Both are absolutely fun. You want to be a hooper? You want to be out there in Venice Beach? You want to be on Ball's Life? Mm-hmm. You know, like. That, that's dope, but you got to make that decision right now. Do you want a scholarship yeah. or do you want clout and you want to look good? Yeah. You know, because you got to make a choice. And sometimes the scholarship route isn't fancy. Yeah. Sometimes you got to show this college coach that you're trying to go to, I can get this job done. If you sub me in, I will hit four corner threes for you. You mm. know, something like that. Or I will lock down their best guy. Or I will break this press open for you. Right. You know, that's what these college coaches are looking for is, is tools. You yeah. know, they want tools for their program. Yeah. So I want to make those tools, yeah. you know. So, so talking about the tools and, and making those tools, what are some of the skill sets that maybe you see that are lacking mm-hmm. uh, players? You know, so, so I get a lot of guards. I get a lot of guards in, and you know, like basketball is a height sport. You know, I'm six foot two. I'm short. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm short on the basketball court. I'm probably like almost as short as it gets for like a consistent point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of these kids, you know, they come in and they they see what they see from the players on the wings and like. Can you can you move on the court where you want to go? Yeah. Like a lot of uh, I talk about team defense. You know when you get hit with that gap, a lot of kids got to jump stop, pivot out. You know that's what they coach wants because yeah. it's the safer route. You become more valuable as a guard when you don't have to pick the ball up when you don't want to. If you could keep the dribble alive like Kyrie and keep the ball low and move throughout the post and get back out and run your offense again. You know mm. all this stuff makes you more valuable. Can you even dribble with your eyes up? I got right. high schoolers that I, I need that they can't dribble with their eyes up mm-hmm. yet. And it's like, bro, you should have been had that. Yeah. You know, kids that don't got their left hand mm-hmm. just because they get off enough with their right hand. 
you're going to see eventually when they start scouting you, all they got to do is say make them go left. Right. Like, and it's over. You right. know, like, so you got to come with these details. Mm -hmm. from, and that's why you know, we're happy going back to working with the youth. You can get these details into the youth a lot earlier than mm -hmm. trying to do it as a 16-year-old. Change you know? that mindset right, 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 right away. Yeah, away. So, yeah we're good. trying to grow IQ. You know, yeah, trying to grow yeah. IQ, and that's so important. You know, you can sit there and watch an NBA game and watch the finals, but what are you really looking at? Yeah. Are you waiting for the windmill dunk? Or are you looking at how Chris Paul just set up his 10 assists? You know, it's, it's really about what you're watching for. And that's, that's as a younger, the younger, the better. The, the earlier you start looking at that, and I wish I listened to my dad when he told me to do it. You know, you, you start growing up and all the adults that were talking, you're like, damn, he's right. Yeah. You know, it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I can kind of break that cycle, you know, as a young coach myself, if yeah. I can get that into the youth early, I'm doing a good job, mm -hmm. you know, so. That's and, and, and how about you? What are some of the maybe, you know, working with J-Lab and some of his uh, students and stuff, uh, what are some of the skill sets maybe that they need to work on in the gym that you see that they're lacking? Communication. Mm. So a lot of people lack communication, right? With your team, with your coaches, or just with your parents overall, right? So I have, like, kids on the thing. They don't understand the training we're doing, right? So I'm sitting there trying to explain to them, why they got to get this low, why they got to get up high, explosive, why they got to use their right leg to jump. A lot of the kids don't understand that, right? So instead of like asking questions on like, how do I get better? They just keep doing it wrong. And so for me, it's communication. Mm -hmm. Like they need to learn how to like communicate. Hey coach, what am I doing wrong? Or hey, Sharon, what am I doing wrong? Right. You know, and like sitting, sitting there like, do it wrong, 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 where like they take it with them and they do it wrong for the fourth time at, you know, basketball. And they're like, well, parents are coming up to us like, what are we paying you for? Right. No, the thing is, your kids need to learn how to grow up. Mm. You're, they're, they're in your class. Right. So like, I tell my, I tell them, I was like, at the ages of three, I have three-year-olds asking me, well, what did I do wrong? A three-year-old mm -hmm. asking me, I was like, I told them, I was like, you know, you had to go right and then left. You went right, right. And so if you're asking me, a three-year-old asking me, can I go do it right? That's when you know, like, okay, they want to learn. And with the most of the kids, it's just like, they don't know how to like say they're wrong, mm. right? We have a lot of teenagers and they're just kind of like, well, I know I'm good and that's just how it is. Yeah. They don't know how to take it as like, no, you are wrong. You're doing this wrong. You need to do it right. So communication is, I think, the one of the biggest thing. Even for basketball, like you don't communicate with your teammates. Mm -hmm. Play goes wrong. Who's gonna yell that, yeah. right? You and your teammate, the point guard, mm -hmm. the leader. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a top thing right now. Is like just communication, yeah. like knowing how to communicate and knowing how to just you know go with the flow with that. Right. And, and do you see like a, a disassociation with communication just because of social media? Uh, do you think that play, plays a big part of it with the communication? I, I think it goes with, along with the basketball, yeah. right? Uh, the communication goes really far. Now, it's funny, you know, I, I started working full-time at our high schools. You know, I'm, I'm around more high schools than ever. And, you know, I feel super old saying this, but, you know, it's the Internet. Like, I, I feel like this generation is so bold, mm. like so bold, so outspoken but in different ways. You know, Sharon just mentioned communication. Like I, I had worked with a, a high school team over this last weekend and I was kind of just, you know, sitting back and observing, you know, the coach had asked me because I haven't been around, you know, if I could get an outside looking in kind of perspective. And I'm sitting here watching this team and like they're working hard. So that's not the issue, you know, they're not bad, they're talented. So that's not the issue either. And it finally clicked to me 
yo, nobody's asked the question in two games. No, not like, like Sharon just said, like not one kid mm -hmm. said, coach, I don't understand what you're asking me for. And I was like, yo, how could you possibly be on the same page? So it wasn't that they didn't have talent. It wasn't that they weren't working hard. They just weren't on the same page. Yeah. So like, how could you possibly put a team effort together if you're not, if you're not communicating like that? Sure. So like, yeah, kids are outspoken. They'll say all the memes and stuff, but they don't have, they have like too much pride to sit here and be like, yo, I don't understand this. Right. How do I do it? And yo, I, like it's a teenage thing. It goes hand in hand with being a teenager coming of age, going through puberty and stuff. You're hard headed. You yeah. know I mean? We could all, I'm sure we can all attest to mm -hmm. that. You're hard headed. But again, just going back to me, hoping I can break that cycle and get you to understand like, yo, just trust the process. Right. You know, that's just wisdom. And, and working with the younger guys, you know, uh, do you see any of those leaders in the groups that you're training right now and seeing the difference that your uh, kind of approaches helping them become, you know, not only physically, but mentally, yeah. you know, that's what I get from you two is, it's not only just a physical thing, it's a mental thing that you gotta get in your head. Yeah. So, so like, now you mentioned that like, the, if I can give one thing and, and not see the kid ever again, but I can impart them with one gift, it would be confidence. You know, at a young age, confidence, especially with basketball, in life, but you know, sports in general, like confidence is absolutely key. You know, we had a shooter over at Fresno City who was in a slump. He was like, yo, I don't even know if I'm really a shooter like this. He had like three straight bad games, 0 for 4, 0 for 5, 1 for 6. And he's just like, yo, like, I'm not getting it done. I'm like, you're not going to get it done until you get your confidence back. Like, I know you put up your 10,000 shots. Mm -hmm. Coach knows you shot till your arm fell off. But the shot's not going to go in until you're mentally there. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, I'll keep it real with you. If I got a little girl that's playing outside on the hoop who's telling me, coach, I'm going to hit this next three. There's nothing stopping me. I'm going to hit this three versus my college shooter who's like, I don't know, coach. I missed my last five. I don't know if I'm going to hit this next one. I'm going to take the little girl. Right. I'm going to take right. the little girl and take her <laughs> shot because she's going to hit that shot yeah. you know, yeah. over my college guy. And it's just funny how just how important that mentality is. Mm -hmm. Like you see the psychopaths like Kobe, like you couldn't tell him he was going to yeah. miss. You could not tell him he was going to miss, you know, and that's just you know, I tell my kids, yo, fake it. Even if yeah. you don't feel like you have it, you know, fake it. I read this quote from some dude and he was like, pretending to not be afraid is just as good as actually not being afraid, yeah. you know? And I run with that. Like, yeah. if you gotta fake your confidence mm -hmm. until it becomes real, so be it. You yeah. know, it's gotta come from somewhere. And, and how about you uh, with the confidence and, and just the, comfortable, the comfortableness of being able to uh, come to you and say, you know, I need this work, but how do you, how do, how do you do it, you know? How do you put them into that situation to get it into their mind that they can do it? So my thing is like for fitness overall is, is a mental thing, right? It's hard to like reach out and say, hey, like I need to lose weight to get into my wedding dress or I need to do this. Like that's not easy to mm -hmm. say. And for me also like I struggle with this is help. I never ask for help. Even if I need help, I never ask for help, mm -hmm. right? And so having him by my side now is just like, I need help. Like, that's a different kind of thing because we're, like, a partner now, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the full partnership, like, hey, Jalen, like, I really need your help today kind of thing. And so, like, for me, I struggle to ask for help. And so, like, all these kids that struggle to ask for help from their mom, their dad, or asking me for help, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I already know it's hard. I'm, I'm going to be 30 in, like, a few weeks, and I still struggle with that, right, mm -hmm. mentally. And if you can't ask for help, you won't get far in life. Mm -hmm. And like, just cause you got it like that and you got money coming in or you are you got almost like 10,000 likes on Instagram, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you're still someone that asks for help, yeah. right? And yeah. that just nobody is showing it. So it's, a, it's just a mental thing to me. It's like, 
Are you mentally prepared to put yourself through this? Are you mentally ready, right? Everything you do in life, you wake up, get out of bed, are you mentally ready to start your day? Are you ready to get in the shower, make your coffee, and get to work, right? So for me, it's like a lot of these kids, they just got to prepare themselves. And I have parents that message me saying, like, my kids are mentally preparing themselves to go to training with you because they had a long day. And, like, that's that's really, it's really tough. Yeah, it's really tough. Like, when, you know, I have kids that are parents are going through a divorce and they still got to show up to training. Mm-hmm. And they, like, they can't get it out. And this is what I tell people. It's like, for me, I work out. I work out because I'm mentally stressed. I got so much family stuff going on, personal stuff going on. I'm tired. I train people all day. I need to just go let all my anger out, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the kids, they already come to me and they're like, well, you know, the, not the younger kids, maybe the older kids, the high school kids will come and be just like, I had a bad day. I'm going to let it out today. Mm-hmm. So if I say something, just let you know, like, I'm having a bad day. And just, like, preparing yourself. Right. So me, as a coach coming into training every day, you don't know. You could have had a great weekend. A lot of these kids had a great weekend. But that that kid that's coming in probably just lost somebody. Right. But they're showing up because they know, like, even though they lost somebody or something happened or they got a bad grade, they still got to show up because they're trying to get somewhere in life, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, I can't miss that day. So you got to be mentally prepared to, like, how do you communicate with that kid? Right. Don't yell at that kid, you know, maybe like you yelling. Sometimes I sit there and just yell and scream at these kids like, hey, like I'm here to help you. I don't need to be here. You need me, you know, and so some of these kids really do need you to be their mentor in their life. And just so like, I think it's just like mentally like putting yourself in their shoe. Like, well, what what are they going through? Did I go through with that as a kid? Yeah, I did. Or no, I didn't, you know? Right. And so I think that's the hard part about just being a personal trainer, fitness trainer, coach, mentor, is being like mentally prepared. Mm. What is the question someone's going to ask you? Are you you prepared to answer it? Or like, you know, what are the questions like people are hitting you up? Like, Mm -hmm. I think like the saddest stories are always like, um, hey, you know, I can't fit into my wedding dress and I'm, my goal is to get married soon and like you know what are you going to say to them yeah. like, you can't tell them like well you know you messed up you should have like you know known you're not going to fit right. into that wedding dress it's more like okay like well what size is your wedding dress when do you want to do it what are you prepared to do mm-hmm. are you ready for changes are you ready to do this right. it's just how you communicate back with them right yeah. Yeah. so I think the communication part comes in big like you're gonna get people that are not gonna be able to learn how to. They coming at you the wrong way yeah. because their kid didn't go up. Their kid came into the training with me and with him, and they're like, "Well, he didn't go and do what he's supposed to do. He got worse." Right. How are you gonna prepare yourself to talk to that parent? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that happens in two weeks, three weeks, maybe a month, maybe a year. You just never know. So it's just like mentally preparing yourself knowing when to say it how to say it and just like i said like confident you have to be confident in yourself you have to be prepared you have to tell yourself i can do it a lot of kids they say like i can't i can't i can't i think i hear that probably like 70 times a day and it's like when you say you can you end up doing it right when you say i can't mentally you got all these thoughts coming into your head as like i really can't do it 
but then at the time you say like I can do it, you do it right. Right. So you know, I think that just comes in a lot where like even if you did something five percent right, you know, you're still doing something right, mm-hmm. right? I, and that's how I kind of feel, it, especially with my work. I'm sorry, this no. is my workout journey that I've been on this past year is just getting into that workout. It's not necessarily maybe the, what I've done or what I've lifted. It's my mindset is getting into the workout. Once I'm there, you show up. I show up and I'm, I'm ready to do, to work out. Right. You know, so I understand. I totally understand. You kind of you got to get in their psyche in a way, right? right? To make them know that hey, you know, you got to be comfortable here to be able to get those results. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that from both of you because you even said like you know you have you have older uh, younger brothers mm-hmm. and you have to be able to reason and you have to be able to give and shove and, and put them in the right direction right you know and sometimes I hate to say it but adults dis- disassociate from that yeah. you know from like you said being in their position not every coach is going to be be able to put themselves in that position and seeing you guys being able to work together mm-hmm. and have those you know yin and yang almost I feel like yeah like you have a strength and she has a strength and you guys kind of go off of that together, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think it's going to be an incredible thing for you guys. And I just want to ask, like, what do you guys see in the next three to five years? I know you guys got the – I know you guys got your facility. Mm-hmm. I know you guys are working towards those goals. Yeah. But w- what is, like, the bigger, bigger vision for you guys? Um, you know, three to five years from now, yo, I just want to be a pillar – in the basketball community you know we're already starting to branch out with aau teams both girls and boys starting to branch out to high school teams i like having that network that has us almost not at the head but you know like a centerpiece mm-hmm. you know you want to come through fresno basketball check in with j lab and diamond fitness you know and they'll push you where you need to go right you know we want to have not just this facility, we want to open up more and different, you know, Fresno's wide. You know, we want a River Park location, mm-hmm. we want a Clovis location, we want to touch downtown. You know, I want to have a network of coaches under ourselves, you know, just running in and out. You know, I, I just want, I want basketball to go up for the city, yeah. you know. So you ask me three to five years, I say two more facilities. You know, I say, you know, just connect it to everything. Right. You know, we, we talk, we connect, we plugged in with the Pro-Am. You know, so like we got we got deals that I'm not gonna speak on yet because mm-hmm. they're not solidified in stone. But like we making moves, and like I love that. You know, I love yeah. I love the business aspect of it and growth. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like you know I could I could move things with my fingertips, and that's, that's all I really wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. How about you? How about the next so three to five? The next three to five years is like for me. I've been owning uh, Diamond Fitness about going to be four years in January, right? Congratulations. That's that's big term. Thank you. That's a lot. And so my goal was to open up a gym before I turned 30. And so we got, you know, the opportunity of getting this gym with basketball courts where like, that was like a dream that was gonna come later, but it just got handed to us as, why can you do both? Yeah. And so for me is, you know, we have a lot of clientele coming from Madeira. And, you know, I went to Madeira the other day and I was like, there's no basketball courts here other than the high school, right? So there's no soccer, yeah. there's no nothing, yeah. no football area. Fresno at least and Clovis got like a lot of gyms, a lot of things, right? Planet Fitness is their top gym over there. Mm-hmm. Our my thing is, hey, let's go open up a Madeira. Right. Right? Let's well, there's build, nothing there. There's mm-hmm. nothing there. Yeah. The next one, Merce- I went to Merced mm-hmm. yesterday. Hey, let's go to Merced, you know? Let's go open up in like all the local towns that are not that far from Fresno 
And as we grow and we meet more people that want to partner up with us mm -hmm. and they got a vision like us, we go bigger and we go, you know, we go to Texas, we go yeah. to Arizona. And that's the goal is like, you know, open up. So, you know, the next like year or two is to grow the business we have right now. And then right when we get that going, we get, like you said, we got trainers coming in that we're going to, you know, shadow us to mm -hmm. figure it out because we're at the part where we're already so busy that we need trainers to take over so we can go to other high schools that want to team up with us. We can take off to those high schools, build mm -hmm. something with their program where we have something going. And I think that our goal is to at least sign up about eight trainers here, take care of this gym, and then take off and open up another location wow. soon. Soon. Wow. So we're like, as soon as like, we're already found found some spots in Clovis. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is just to like, keep going and keep expanding. Man. And it seems like, to me, just knowing, like, your guys' uh, way of business, just getting the recommendations, that's going to go so far, especially with the with the youth and, and teams. Like, I don't know. Like, I know there's uh, Madera Ranchos, you know, not too far away. Th those are good teams I would yeah. think could reach out to, like, outskirt teams that bring them back here and let them know, hey, you know, we got a we got a facility. We got things to let you guys blossom your team. Um, I, I think for a, a lot of the local teams, um, they like to stay in house a lot, right? Right. right. I, I think that's what happens. But I think when when it comes to these other teams that are outskirts, like Kerman or or uh, um, like you said Merced or something like that, bring these teams in, give them a weekend mm -hmm. or give them a session, and let them know like, hey. You know, come back. Yeah. You know, or like you said, recommendations and stuff like that. And and I think that's gonna go so far. That's that's a that's a great that's a great uh, way to do business. Did you? Well, for for you saying that, that's funny that you just said Madera. We just got a contract with Madera South for strength conditioning, mm. and so we're going over Congratulations there. Congratulations on that. That's big time. Yeah. Thank that's you. Big time. So now we're going over there, but some of the kids they come to us on off days, so they have training with strength conditioning mm. with the school. And they come into us. That's awesome. And so we have, we got Madera South, we got Bullard High School, you know, Buchanan, we got like um, Clovis East, a few other schools reaching out to us, mm -hmm. like, you know, having a gym where dead period goes on and like they can't be in their gym so they can come use our gyms. Yeah. We're teamed up with a few AAU teams mm -hmm. right now. And so using our spot is, is, is a great spot for them, like, hey, Let's take a trip to Fresno yeah. and, you know, go and play basketball on the weekend, have a little barbecue and, like, chill. Yeah. So that's the goal is to, like, grow for those people. And I know going from Madera and Merced mm. to Fresno is so far, so why can't we bring something closer to them, yeah, you no, know, is the goal. I agree. And, I, and I, it should never be, I mean, like you said, you, you dream it, you think it. It's gonna come true. So I can only imagine what it's gonna be like for you guys, and already seeing how busy you guys are, pro am, all your teams, and all your individual stuff that you gotta get done too. Mm -hmm. So uh, I mean, we're, we're right around the, the time of the pod, but um, I just want to ask you guys, um, what do you like being uh, like just a Fresno business owner? Uh, I'll start with you first, Jay. Like, what, what do you like about being a Fresno business owner here? Um, well, for one, I like making my own schedule. Uh, it's, it's really easy to, you know, wake up on your own time and, you know, set your own schedule and stuff like that. But uh, the main thing, you know, is the opportunity to outreach, you know, mm -hmm. like, again, I mentioned how I'm the oldest of five brothers. You know, it was a hard pill to swallow because 
one day I realized, you know, regardless of what path I choose in life, regardless of what I'm going to do, those little boys are going to be looking up to me and copying what mm -hmm. I'm doing. Like, I recognize they're saying the stuff I'm saying and walk how I walk. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you know, it kind of thrust me into that big brother mentor spot. You know, even even at the high school I work at, that's my position is, you know, I'm that, that big brother, you know, mentor disciplinary but yeah. you know like I'll sit there and I'll talk to the kids why are you messing up why are you doing this you know how do we how do we change it you know talk to me kind of guy mm -hmm. so you know I just I feel like it's just kind of it's just funny how it works out you know be a divine intervention the universe whatever you want to call it how everything just works out how it was supposed to you know like I could have never told 18 year old me I'd be here right. you know but now that I am I'm very comfortable mm -hmm. you know I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be you know I see a kid's eyes light up when something clicks or even if we just talk and I and I help him to understand what he's feeling better mm -hmm. and he gets that boost of confidence. So right. that gives me the boost of confidence yeah. that I'm that I'm outreaching. So yo, like I live for that. And how about you? Uh what what, what, what do you what do you like being a Fresno business owner? Mm -hmm. Sorry. So for me as a business owner is kinda like tough. I honestly never wanted to start a business in Fresno. Just because there's so many competitions, mm -hmm. there's so many people that are doing the same thing. I wanted to go somewhere where there was not a lot of competition, right? And But my whole family lives here, friends live here, and my parents own a lot of businesses here, right? And so for me, it was like, hey, like, COVID's happening. What am I gonna do? Um, you know, unemployment. That's when I started as a business owner is during COVID. Mm. And for me, it was just kind of like, well, there's people, there's a lot of people that gave up. Mm. I know like almost, 15 trainers that no longer train and now they work a nine to five job because they couldn't make it through COVID. Why couldn't they make it through COVID, right? They didn't have patience. They didn't know how to communicate. They didn't know what to do. Or so the belief me, too, maybe. Or know, the belief, belief in yourself. In mm -hmm. Like, you know, and for me, it was like, hey, get on a Zoom call with me. Or this park is open till this time. Let's get to the park. Mm -hmm. Let's get here. Let's get here. I still grew my business. And I think like, for me, that was a big overcome just because, like, I didn't think I was going to make it. I was like, I'm starting my business the wrong way, mm. like, during COVID. Like, mm. we don't even know if COVID's going to last or what's going to happen. Is there, Are we going to even have a life after right. this kind of thing? Right. And I told myself, I'm going to do this no matter what. Like, whatever I got to go through, I'm going to do this. Mm. And I was like, okay, Fresno it is. And I'm going to, you know, can't get up and move to San Francisco during COVID. Right. That, that's not a real thing, right? My thing was going towards the Bay Area. And so I think being a business owner has been a great. Yeah. But, you know, people think it's easy to be a business owner. But no, it's not. Mm -hmm. Like, the day you don't work, you don't hustle, you might not make money that day, mm -hmm. right? And there's people that are getting paid, like, during holiday pay. Business owners don't get paid during mm -hmm. holiday pay unless we show up that day, yeah. right? And yeah, like I said, making your own schedule is always a plus. Like, we train only Monday through Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we try to like go hang out with family, friends, try to do our own thing. Right. As busy we get, we might have to like add some times in. But I think it's been I think it's been great having a business in Fresno. Um, for for me, it was kind of like, man, there's a lot of competition. Yeah. As I started going, I'm like, I do a lot of different things. We offer things that a lot of people don't offer. You are you know? the competition. And like, then <laughs> that's and it's like, yay! And now that we have a gym, and now we have like this different kind of vision going. Uh, we have a, you know, I have J Lab, mm -hmm. who's a great trainer. And, you know, finding it's hard to find great trainers, mm -hmm. partnerships, and stuff like that. That's super hard to find in Fresno. 
it was just kind of like, oh yeah, I believe in myself a lot more now. Um, I believe in this brand a lot more. This is who I am, you know, this is what I'm, I'm ready to do. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's been great. It's been great for the past year. It was hard in the other years, but now that like I have a location where I can actually grow, mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about this time, I don't have to train this time, like, you know, it's kind of different, like, we make our own rules, where yeah. we don't follow rules because we we're working under a different person, mm -hmm. and I think that's been a great opportunity, is I, now we can actually grow, get bigger, and do what we got to do to take care of the business, right. and I, I think it's been, it's been great, it's been fun. That's good, and, and seeing you guys here together, too, just seeing what, what what's going to come out, and seeing the product that you've already put it in i mean you've done this already what four three to four years training four right five, yeah. five four to five so just about the same amount of time you guys have been putting the same amount of work this is it's great to see that you guys met at that at this time Definitely. and seeing that from this point on it's going to be much bigger right you know and, and that's what i'm so excited and that's why i wanted you guys to be on the podcast because this is a start but it's not it's, it's a journey mm -hmm. more than a start you know what i mean because you guys have already been on it Right. And I just want to say, you know, congratulations for what you guys have already done and what is to come because it's it's a big thing to really give back to the youth. Mm -hmm. And I think for for me, and you know, I'm doing the, I've been doing this podcast about the same time you guys been, you know, training. I, this I started right in two, maybe in one more year than you guys. 2018, I started okay. the podcast, um, and it was the same thing. I didn't know if I was gonna be able to continue. I didn't know what to do, and then. I ended up, you know, having ideas, ideas, and then now I feel like this year has been really pushing me and driving me. So it's almost like we're on the same kind of right. game plan, you know? I've been a trainer for 11 years. 11 years? Yeah, Damn. so okay, I, tell I got me. certified when I was 18. Okay. And I tore, after I tore my ACL, so I've been like, you know, working with on the grind. trainers, physical therapy, and all that stuff. And for me, it was, they helped me get up. After I tore my ACL, mm. I was like, man, I'm, it's over for me. The thing is, I broke my foot, I broke my left side foot, mm. and tore my ACL on the right side at the mm. same time. So I was how, in a wheelchair. How did that happen? So basketball, oh. off-season off basketball. You know, had a big, bigger person land on me, knee kind of went the wrong way, and then the other side of the foot kind of just went like, I don't know what I was doing, to be honest. Yeah. Back, back then, it was a little different. It was kind of like, okay, I'm new to basketball, at first college wise like i don't know what they want me to do you know kind of like off season mm -hmm. so i was kind of like messing around you know friends wanted to play four on four oh, kind of thing. Okay, and okay. it was just kind of like a whole messed up situation and yeah i went in but my mentally i wasn't prepared to go in to play basketball right. i was like uh let's just go mess around right, kind of right, thing, right? right and i didn't think like i would go down with the messed Actually, up knee oh. foot kind of thing and that's where like my life will change you know mm -hmm. i was on a wheelchair i didn't know if i'll be able to walk again kind of thing because right. mentally you got to prepare yourself to like learn how to walk and well, like you're an athlete run, too that's all you know how to do is run and you know do all that stuff so. yeah and be able to move around whenever mm -hmm. and right here was a different you have to like you got a backpack you got to roll yourself or something you got to wait for someone to push you somewhere like it, it was a whole tough situation you know and that's when I became a personal trainer is with my physical therapist 
had offered me to come work as a front desk at 24 hour fit wow fitness. that's cool and you know my goal was to go become a you know physical therapist do exercise science so i got my license for exercise science and he was kind of like he would take me with him to his personal training sessions Ooh, also where he's a physical therapist so he did personal training and physical therapy where he had people like let's get them fit after they like broke something on broke a bone and stuff right, right? and so i was watching it happen he would hand me his book. I would ask him questions like, what is this? What is this kind of thing? And he was this guy, you you know, you've been coming with me for six weeks now. You should try taking your test kind of thing. Wow. And so he prepared me to go take this test to become a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And my thing was like, that was never in my vision to become wow. a personal trainer. And I went and took the test. I passed. First try, passed. I was like, all right, like, what do I do now? He threw me three clients. He said, take care of these clients. This is this client got this injury, this doing this. And so I started off with like injuries, athletes that were injured. Mm -hmm. And that was like rehabilitation kind of. And mentally I had to prepare myself because if they these people come in because they trust me and I don't help them get better and they get worse, they're gonna come after me, mm -hmm. right? So I learned, I studied, I read books, I just kept going with it. And slowly, I thought, like, I was working at 24-Hour Fitness for two years as a personal trainer, working with kids that were injured, and brought that back to me with Fresno, mm. but didn't think I was ever going to do, do it in Fresno. Use it like you are right now. Yeah. And That's crazy. Basically, and basically, I just went to go work out at Fair Republic, and this guy comes up to me and was like, oh, this, this I was working out, and this girl was like, she was using the ropes to do something crazy. Like, you know, you see those Planet Fitness videos where, like, people are doing some crazy stuff. And so I went in there. I went up to her, and I told her, I was like, hey, this is not how you use the machine. This is what you got to do, and this is where it works out. Mm -hmm. What you're doing, I've never seen, so I just want, I don't want you to hurt yourself, right? The manager of the gym comes up to me, and he's like, hey, like, are you a personal trainer? What do you do kind of thing? And, you know, I just saw you help this girl. She would have hurt herself mm. and so i told him like yeah you know i'm a personal trainer um he's like you from fresno i told him yeah i'm from fresno i just moved back you know but yeah so he kind of offered me he's like here do you want to work here no application <laughs> no interview no wow. nothing hey like here's my card give me a call what size shirt do you wear do you want to start tomorrow so i started next day at five in the morning <laughs> and then boom i took off from there wow. and that's when like I worked for the company for four years, met a lot of people, and then after I worked for the company for four years, I took about a, like six months break to figure out what I really wanted mm -hmm. to do in life. And it's crazy because I got accepted to physical therapy school, mm -hmm. and COVID happened. Dang. I told myself I didn't want to go to school <laughs> to do it online, and that's when Diamond Fitness started. Right. So, so basically, the accident that happened turned into your profession now. Yes. That is crazy. So tell me about your, JLF, tell me about your journey to becoming a, because I know you were a player for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then turned, turned a trainer. Yeah, so so my uh, my relationship with basketball is a little different. You know, um, my sophomore year, uh, I was doing well. Like I was, uh, I got ranked in the state. You know, I was top 35 in California. Um, I go to Australia with my pops. We're out there for half a year. Um, last week there, we're about to come back. I get this stomach ache. You know, I just figured it's some bug. I probably ate too many kiwis or whatever. We're on the plane home. 
I'm dying. Like, it's just bad. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just suffering through it. It's a 14-hour plane ride. We get home, and I'm just sick, you know? Like, I'm losing weight. It goes on for a week, and we don't know what's going on. Eventually, I can't get up no more. So we just we go to the hospital. I die. Like, I, like I, I remember just going black, and um, I woke up three days later. I woke up. I was in a coma for, like, three days. And they were like, yo, we, we couldn't figure out what was wrong with you. At the last second, we took some blood. Turns out you're a type 1 diabetic. Mm. And they didn't check for it because, you know, it's called juvenile diabetes. You usually get it when you're like seven, six, eight years old, you know. So, like, for me to get it at 15, going on 16, they didn't even think to look, you know. So, ever since then, you know, it's, it's um, I, I had a hard time coping with it. You know, I didn't accept it. They were like, you know, your life is different now. Same thing, like, your life changed. They're trying to tell me you got to live this way can't do this, you're not gonna be able to do that. I'm like, yo, I'm not hearing none of that. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm still living my life how I wanna live. You know, you're crazy telling me I'm not gonna do me. So, yo, I, uh, my next, you know, my next four years, mentally and physically, I just spiraled. You know, I wasn't, I didn't care about myself. I wasn't taking care of it. Like, I, I just rejected the whole notion completely. I just ignored it. You know, I just pretended it wasn't happening to me. Not knowing that whole time, like, my mental health was in a very, very dark place. Like, and, and like, and, and not like a depression, but like a, like a, I didn't even realize it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't realize how I was living, you know? So it's, it's like, I'm, I'm thankfully to have survived it, to come out of it, you know, to, I have my scares, you know, where it almost got me, mm -hmm. you know? And I had to really sit down and look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh, Yo, you gotta change. You know, so it's, 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 it's a big deal to me now, you know, advocating for like mental health, you know, like especially in teenagers. Cause like I said, like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know my mental health was in a bad spot, you know? So, like, I think about how many other kids are living through something just like that, you know, where they spiraling out, they spazzing out, they're not in the right place, and they don't even realize it. And I got lucky, but a lot of kids, you know, they don't get lucky or, or you know, it's too late, you know? So I wanted, if I could reach out and help five, you know, like I did my job, mm -hmm. you know? Like, so, again, everything happens for a reason. You know, I didn't get to, you know, the game was taken to, away from me and giving back to me in a different state, you know? Cause right. you know, I was, I was wondering when I, when I finally decided, you know, I can't hang physically, my body doesn't, I can't, I can't stay healthy. You know, the college, I'm not doing well here. You know, I finally hung my shoes up and I was just like, what now? And the game just kind of came back to me. Um, Brad Rosnowski over at San Joaquin Memorial, you know, shout out to him, he gave me a chance. My first coaching job ever was an assistant on their JV team. You know, so I'm doing that. You know, Jalen Green's at the school at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in pretty good shape, so Brad would come pull me out of practice. He'll come guard Jalen, come give him a challenge. You know, like he's faster than all his teammates. So, like, you know, come guard mm -hmm. him and make him work. And, you know, like, just between that and then working with the freshman and the sophomore, I fell in love with it. I was like, oh, I could do this. Like, I could, I could get out of bed for this. You know, and I'm just learning from Brad, just learning from the experiences, you know. And, you know, I realized it was something I like to do, and the rest is up to now like right. I've just been doing it ever since well working with Jalen I mean that that brings you some expertise right Absolutely. there automatically Absolutely. just right seeing there. that world early on you know that level of talent mm -hmm. that, he's a freak you know like he, like I was in good college shape when he was like a sophomore mm -hmm. right right past, yeah. right past him. I was like oh my god this kid's not human this kid's not human man. Like, so so you guys must see some good athletes work with some good athletes and um, really keeping that probably that that uh going you mm -hmm. know you want to keep that competition at a high level. Absolutely. Um, so I know uh, you depend on Sharon for a lot of that, right? And you depend on Jalen for a lot of that. So, what do you expect for Jalen to bring 
on your side of the fitness? I know I know you bring the basketball, mm-hmm. but what what does he bring for the fitness for you? Does he do anything like help you out with other weightlifting regimens or stuff like that? Does he come on that side as well? So right now he's not. We're we're focusing on him being as the head coach trainer for basketball. Um, we're trying to grow that part first. Um, like you said, we we have people interested coming on board, and maybe you know when they come on board and they take over as like a lot of the basketball clients, uh, he can help me out with you know the training mm-hmm. part. And for for me is I had told him a couple times I had people reached out where when he's not available hey can can you do basketball skill training with my kids i try i'll do it with here and there but i told him hey that's not my thing mm-hmm. um we might have to hire more trainers okay. because if you're not available so you can do it same with him his thing is like you know he likes to go to the gym and work out for himself but his focus is his basketball basketball mm-hmm. so i think like we keep it as i do fitness he does basketball okay. and if we have we have other coaches reaching out to us that want to do like you know become a track coach for us, mm-hmm. football training, mobility training. And so I think like we're trying to just grow that part. But as we get busier and busier, he, um, you know, we got a couple of opportunities that came our way that, you know, we're not going to make no announcement for mm-hmm. right now, but um, they, you know, he might need to hop in just because like we're getting deals where like 50 kids are coming at mm-hmm. us at the same time. I might have to hop in and help him out with the basketball part. Yeah. He might have to hop in and That's help him That's what I was just about part. to ask yeah. you about yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know? it's, it's definitely a bridge we're getting ready to cross because, mm-hmm. you know, like, again, the first facility we went to, you know, we can only get in, like, two times a day. Now that we have open availability, it's packed. Like, right. it's full. So, like, again, good problems to have, you know, but now we got to figure out the logistics of it, how we're going to get to all these kids, yeah. you know. Not going to turn nobody away. We want everybody to eat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we go, I just want you to let them know where to find you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've been talking Instagram, saying Instagram. Uh, I know you have TikTok, but let them know your handles. Let them know uh, exactly where how to how to get a hold of you. Okay, yeah. So my Instagram is at J L A B Basketball, J Lab Basketball. I post what she posts, you know. So we'll make the post at the same time. Hers is at Diamond Fitness Family. Yeah. So so again for the week, like we'll make our schedule post. Stay tuned for that um, for that booking that booking thing that's coming real soon. We're, we're looking at that right now because that's really really we got to take it. You know we got a Google Doc going, showing all of our slots because right now we just got a bunch of numbers like hey can we get in mm. DMs from people we don't know like hey when can you get in we're like next week like yeah like, yeah, like it's coming soon like so sorry right like, right because we're booked like and right. again great problem to have yeah but, you know now it's just tackling that next thing as we grow yeah growing yeah. is a is a is is manual you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. So, give us. Uh, I'll start, start with you, Sharon. Um, give me a, a message that you would give to maybe somebody that wants to become an entrepreneur, a business owner, um, and maybe someone that has a dream of becoming a business owner. Maybe you have a message for them. So my message for anybody that wants to become an entrepreneur is to start small and then go big from there. Stay consistent. Stay consistent in your goals and your dreams. And you know, never give up. Even the day you want to give up, and you're like, I can't do this no more. Um, I'm not making no money, or no one's supporting me. Don't give up, because that one person that does support you is going to help you get up there. And you know, the support comes a long ways. And it could be anybody. It could be a support from a person that doesn't even have social media, or it could be a support from someone that got 12,000 followers. You know, 
And for me, it was consistency. A lot of people never stayed consistent on what they wanted to do. Where like I'm hitting, I'm hitting up this girl that used to do my meal preps, and she did the meal preps for six months, and then went MIA, and it's like my body got used to you eating your meals and getting meals all the time. So I had to go find someone else. Yeah. And so we're we could be someone's mentors and someone's support as like. I come to you, I started my fitness journey, come to you, and if you stop hitting me up or asking me how my fitness journey is going, I might give up, mm -hmm. and we don't want that to happen. And so I think like staying consistent on your goals, staying consistent as who you want to be and why you want to help these people out mm -hmm. is the best way to go. And uh, how about for your fitness side, how about a message for someone that maybe hasn't started their uh, fitness journey and maybe looking forward to starting their fitness journey? So for anybody that, you know, is looking to lose weight, gain muscle, fit in their wedding dress, or just, you know, start their fitness journey with us as being an athlete, I would say, like, we're here to help anybody, any size, any weight, any age. I mean, the youngest client we do have is three years old, and I think the eldest clients I have is 71. So it don't matter how old you are, if you have one leg, two legs, one eye, we're willing to work with you. There's no judgment. We can start with you from the bottom to the top, and we're going to be with you all the way through until you reach your goal. Right. And even when you do reach your goal, if you still need that motivation and push from us, we're willing to text you, we're willing to meet up with you, and still stay by your side until you feel like you got it on your own. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Jalen? Uh, for the people that want to be entrepreneurs, what kind of message would you give them um, to try to continue their journey. Yo, I just say, you know, the hustlers don't stop if you're going. You know, um, for every project that I get done or every every venture that I tackle, it inspires me for two more, you know. I know a lot of people have ideas that, you know, you write them down in your notepad, but they just stay there forever. You know, I'm guilty of it myself. Like, like I want to, like, I for one, I want to create content. I want to be a content creator. You know, like I see some, as something I can do, but I'm always telling myself, you don't got time or, or it's going to be cringe or they're not mm -hmm. going to mess with it. But like, yo, like, just do it. Just do it. You know, like the clock is ticking, like right. regardless of whether you're doing anything with it or not. You know, like I was in a, in a spot, you know, just five years ago where I was sitting here, you know, not doing anything. And it was eating me alive, you know, and, and you know, um, my homie recently reached out to me like he was trying to hang out. And I was like, yo, I'm booked, I'm booked, I'm booked. Like, I can't hang out. He was like, yo, like, are you, are you happy? Like, you happy doing this? I was like, yo, and I, I'm glad you asked because I was just pondering that. Five years ago, I was bored. Now I'm tired. I'm suffering either way. Whether it's boredom or tired, I pick tired any day. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. you know? So, like, just, like, my advice, just keep going. You know, do it. Don't think about it. Just do it because someone else will, you know? And how about maybe to those uh, younger players that are listening, uh, maybe give them a little message. Uh, to maybe keep them on the right track to yeah. to get to the results that they want to get. You know, at the end of the day, keep your confidence high. Keep your confidence high and everything else will follow. You know, don't let nobody fall to you, tell you that the work that you're putting in is for nothing. Don't let yourself tell yourself that the work you're putting in is for nothing. Like, it, like we are adaptive creatures. If you do something 10,000 times, if you throw a kick 10,000 times, you're gonna master that kick. If you draw the same picture 10,000 times, you're gonna master drawing that picture. And that's really what it is. Like, it's a science at this point. Like, it's not like it's a mystery. You know if you put the time in, the work in, you're going to get the results. Now it's just about where do you find that confidence and that motivation. That's what, that's what you got to bring. Everything else will fall into place. Now, is there anything you guys want to bring up? Anything you guys want to talk about right now? Let's...
Nah, man, like, this was great. Like, thank you for letting us come shout out, you know, and, like, come check us out. You know, if you want to come down to the facility, I do. You know, absolutely, we'll be in there tomorrow night. Okay. Um, hit me up. We'll come come check it out. Yeah, so I definitely do. Yeah. I, I, uh, any time that would be a good time to... Uh, I'll do my last group at 8.30 okay. p.m. I'll, I'll, I'll text you okay. and for sure. let you know. Yeah, cool. But I definitely want to check it out. But yeah. thank you guys for, you know, I know you guys are busy. You guys have those three days yeah. rest period for you guys. Thank you for joining me on the Blaze uh, Talks. And I, I just can't wait to see what more you guys have to offer this valley, man. You guys are going a long way. And I, I'm going to be here giving you guys as much as I can give you. Any promotion, anything you guys need, let me know what I can do for you. And I'll be there for you guys, all right? Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you for it, having man. us. Thank you. Thank you.